Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games FM, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now, welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skipstad. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skifstad, and it is What Will You Play Friday? So, today we're going to talk about what we're going to play this weekend, but we're also going to talk about setting the mood for games. Okay, many times there's a game that has a heavy theme, whether it be fantasy, sci-fi, mystery noir, all sorts of different themes, train games, uh, western games. It it could be anything. And you're sitting there and you're thinking when you sit down with your group of friends, you know what, some music might really make this game awesome. Or uh, maybe the food selection that you have. Or maybe a movie that's playing in the background. If you're playing a western game, like... uh, Flick them up or Colt Express. Maybe you have an old Western playing in the background. I don't know. I do this kind of stuff all the time. I'm going to talk about it a little bit later today. We're going to hear a little bit more from Scott about Space Base. And um, we're going to hear about what we're going to be playing this weekend. For me, if you've listened at all, you know I'm playing Thunderstone and Crokin' all this weekend. Always get those to the table. Uh, that's been my MO lately for weekend gaming. But I also hope to get Caverna to the table Um, This is a new game to me, older to some of you, but uh, it's new to my collection, and I've had a great time playing it so far. So hopefully I see Caverna this weekend. That's what I'll be playing. Uh, We want to hear what you'll be playing. So stay tuned, and feel free to chime in as well, and let us know what you're going to be playing. But also, if you want to tell us about how you set the mood for games, please call in. Use that voice call-in feature. That's it for now. Check you later. It's not just Friday, it's What Will You Play Friday. Use the voice message feature on Anchor or tweet at Theology of Games and let us know what you'll be playing this weekend. Hey everyone, Jeremiah here, just doing a quick <laughs> a quick update while I'm microwaving my lunch on a lunch break at the theater. Anyway, <laughs> we're uh, in, in the middle of rehearsals, so I haven't had a lot of time to record, but I wanted to chime in for What Will You Play Friday. I'm in an AEG kind of mood lately. We just got a box full of the new uh, Mystic Veil uh, expansion, Conclave, which is a cool box that not only has the expansion in it, but it's a big box for organizing your base game, all your expansions and all that. So I've been wanting to play Mystic Veil recently anyway, so I'm hoping to get that plus the expansion on the table this weekend. And of course, I'm always looking to get a Game of Thunderstone quest in. So those are my two quick-hitting What Will You Play Friday titles for right now. Um, also, I'm supposed to be getting a prototype about it of a game probably over the weekend, but maybe it might be next week. But I'll tell you more about that when that comes through. But I'm really excited about this one. (laughs) But that's all I'm going to say. little teaser. Stay tuned for more here on Board Games FM. As always, we're powered by Theology of Games. And uh, let us know what you're playing this weekend. It is What Will You Play Friday? So we want to know. Use the voice message feature on Anchor or just tweet at us at Theology of Games. Peace out. We'll see you next time. more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. 
Download the app and join the conversation today. Hey everyone, it's Firestone here with Board Games FM, powered by TheologyofGames.com. It's Wednesday, and that means last night was game night, so here's my rundown of what we played and what I thought. First, we tried out Space Base. This is a brand new game from AEG, and it's similar to Machi Koro and Kingdoms of Valeria in that you're rolling dice and then allocating those dice somewhere and getting some kind of benefit from it. The twist here is each person has their own board with numbers 1 through 12. It's a space theme, obviously. And there are 12 sectors, they're called. And so what you're doing is putting ships from a tableau out that everyone can buy from, a market of ships, and you're putting those ships onto your tableau, um, on the onto those 12 sectors. And then on your turn, you're rolling the dice, and you're either adding the dice together to get one number, or you're taking them separately to get two different numbers, and getting some kind of benefit based on the ships that are in those sectors. So... You, if you roll a 2 and a 6, you can either get the 2 and the 6 and what happens on those, or the single 8. And they may be better or worse, or you might be going toward one thing. And then when you replace, when you buy a ship and replace one of the ships already in your sector, you take the old one and you flip it over and tuck it underneath the board. And now there's a red um, action, I suppose you'd say. And those trigger on an opponent's turn when they roll the dice. And so same thing, you can allocate either both of them together or separate to trigger things. And so you're trying to build up cash to buy more ships to be able to get victory points. First one to 40 victory points wins. So kind of the the gimmick here is that you're able to decide how you want to use your dice. And then there are tons of different ships and they all have special abilities and some of them you have to charge. And so whenever, say you have a ship that's in two that can charge, Whenever you hit the two, you put a charge token on it, and it might take two or three or four charges in order to trigger, but then it gives you like one big thing. I had a ship last night that gave me 20 bucks if it was able to charge and then trigger. So things like that. It was a lot of fun, and uh, we enjoyed it quite a bit. Then we played the Voyages of Marco Polo, which has been one of my favorite dice allocation games of the last couple of years, and my friend got the Venice expansion. So it adds a whole new board, New player new player powers, new cards, new everything, and it was a lot of fun. Definitely going to pick that up because it's already one of my favorite games, and it doesn't make it terrible. It makes it amazing. Finally, we played a game called Decrypto, and this is a new deduction game from Aiello that is really cool. It's, I mean, broadly speaking, it's similar to code names in that people have different knowledge. But um, it's not as non-gamer friendly as Codenames. So I wouldn't say like, hey, pick this up to play with grandma. But it's really cool. Each side has four words that they know. And you're writing down on a piece of paper three clues that you're going to give out loud. So each, each person has a clue giver for that, for that uh, round. So say it was me. I would write down three words based on a card I drew that has a different combination on it. So it might be three, two, one, or one, two, four. Some combination of three of those four cards in a certain order. I know what they are, the other teammates don't. 
I have to write down three clues that tell them which word uh, is in which order. That sounds crazy, but it's really difficult to explain. So I have to say those words out loud because the other team can intercept and guess what word I'm saying or, or what the order is. And they can do it before we guess. So the other team can steal or if we, if I don't get my teammates to guess the correct order, if the other team doesn't steal, then we have a miscommunication. And so if you're able to steal twice from the other team or your team miscommunicates twice, you win or lose, depending on which one of those things happens. I know, I just butchered that explanation. It's really difficult to explain. Part of why it's not non-gamer friendly. It's so fun, so clever. You're trying to, you know what the other team knows as far as what your words are. So you try and come up with words that will throw them off the trail, but have to be specific enough that your team will know which word you're talking about. So, so fun. I cannot wait to pick this game up. It is fun and clever. Decrypto is amazing. All right, that's what I played. What did you play recently that has uh, been great for you or not so great for you? That makes for good discussion too. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games FM. This is AJ Skifstead, and as you continue the week working, playing games, doing life, we want to hear a little bit about maybe how invested of a gamer are you as far as setting the atmosphere and the mood goes. Do you like to just sit down at the table and just throw the game on the table, play it, and be done? Or do you like to set the mood for the game? I'm talking like food, uh, having the right food, having the right music, maybe even the right smells. <laughs> what could that even mean? Um, <laughs> you as gamers know exactly what that could mean. Disgust. Anyways, uh, so how, how invested are you in the atmosphere and in, in the theme of the game and setting the mood? I know one of the best experiences I ever had. We, we were sitting down, um, a couple buddies of, of mine, Jeremiah being one of them, and we were, we were going to play Professor Evil and the Citadel of Time. And it has this kind of uh, mystery noir feel to it. Um, even though it's not really, there's not really a mystery. You're just in this uh, castle and you're trying to shut down all these traps that Professor Evil has set up so that he can steal some um, timeless um, relics. In any case, we set the mood. We put some music on. It was this uh, eerie kind of background music. And uh, we found it on an app called Melodice, which is an is a app for gamers who want to set the mood with music found it there. It was really cool. We were playing the game and it actually heightened the intensity of the game. It made us feel a little bit more invested into that theme and it was awesome. I know some people have gone as far as to like theme their food in like hexagonal shapes or they have hexagonal bowls that they put stuff in to represent tiles that might be in like Catan or other games that have those kind of shapes. I've seen all sorts of different things when it comes to food with people uh, theming food around games that they're going to play. Um, so I guess I'm curious, what kind of things do you do? How invested are you? Do you turn the lights down? Do you light candles if you're playing Eldritch Horror or Mansions of Madness? What do you do? I mean, honestly, there's a lot of people who think, you know, uh, I may not be an RPG kind of gamer. I may not be a LARPer 
for instance, that's a live action role player. But I do like to invest into the atmosphere and the theme of these games enough where I'm willing to put some food on the table and maybe some music on and maybe even a scented candle or, or dim the lights or put bright lights on, whatever the case may be. So I know every now and then, depending on the game, depending on the theme, I like to set the mood a little bit. I know uh, I was playing, well, every time I play, um, every time I play Descent, I always like to put uh, Lord of the Rings on in the background or The Hobbit because that just kind of totally sets the mood of what we're doing. We're delving into some dungeons. We're fighting some orcs and some bad guys. And uh, having those movies on in the background and their music playing just uh, helps us immerse ourselves into the theme a little bit more. So a little bit of a strange topic today, but I guess I just want to hear your opinions on it. How invested are you in your games? Do you set the atmosphere or do you just throw it on the table? That's it for now. Check you later. This one is fresh off the game table. It's time for more board game buzz as Board Games FM gives you a first impression of the latest games to hit our tables. Hey everyone, Firestone here with Board Games FM powered by TheologyofGames.com. Just wanted to come to you this Friday with my first impressions of Space Base. This is a brand new game from AEG. I think it comes out in a couple of weeks, actually. It'll hit stores. And it is a, I don't even know what to call it, a dice engine game similar to Machi Koro or Valeria Card Kingdoms in that you roll your dice and then those dice trigger certain cards that are in your tableau. Unlike Machi Koro and Valeria Card Kingdoms, you start with the ability for everything to hit. It's one of the big differences, and it's one I actually like quite a bit. You have 12 sectors. You're kind of uh, in charge of this fleet of spaceships, and you're building better spaceships for the fleet. You start with 12 sectors, spaceship in each one that gives you a spe- some kind of payout whenever it's, uh, it's rolled. So because there's 1 through 12, you're always going to hit. Now you may be wondering why there would be one in 12 since you can't, or why there would be a one since you can't hit that. And that's another big difference is that when you roll those two dice, you can either choose to take the sum of the dice or you can choose to take those two dice individually. So if you roll a six and a two, you can have it trigger the two in the six sectors or the eight sector. And there may be good reasons for you to do that depending on which ships are in there. And so that's that brings another layer of strategy to this because um, it's the only game that I know of that, like, you know, it's, again, unlike Machikora or, or Valeria, where you can decide how to allocate those. It's really cool mechanism. So, uh, you know, in Machikoro, you spend a few turns in Valeria building things up, like, oh, I rolled, can't do anything. Here you go, here are your dice. Rolled, can't do anything. Rolled, can't do anything. And so this just eliminates that right out of the gate. You are going to hit on every single turn. I like that. And then, uh, as I said, the fact that uh, you can allocate your dice in different ways. You might have a great ship that you've built over an old one in the two section. So it might behoove you to break that two and six into two and six instead of eight. Generally speaking, the higher cards have better stuff on them. The higher sectors, I should say. But it, it may be it may be different. It may be, there may be good reasons depending on what ships you put in there. So 
you roll your dice and trigger things on your turn. Or if when you build over a ship, you flip that card over and slide it under your board. And now it has a passive power on so on someone else's turn, you can trigger that power. So there's lots of moving parts, different things to think about. And as such, it can be prone to analysis paralysis because there's there are a number of things to think about in each turn. They mo- mostly move quickly, but still, you're kind of looking at this tableau of ships that you can buy and going, well, I could do that and I could put that here and if I do this and I can flip it later. So there's a little bit of thinking through your turn. It's not bad at all, but just, just to warn you, it's not super fast like some of the other ones. Generally speaking, I think this is probably... Well, I'm not sure I like it better than Valeria Card Kingdoms. They're different enough games. Valeria is so different because you're going out and fighting monsters and you're gathering resources and you're um, you know, going into the domains and things like that. They really do feel different enough to me that I can see having both in my collection. Valeria had already killed Machi Koro for me and Space Base is another nail in the coffin. It's a fun game. I like that the game immediately ramps up to you being able to do things. I like that there are things to do on other people's turns. And that changes based on the number of people who are in the game. When it's a two-player game, deploying ships, which is what you call it when you build over and slide it under, it's less important because you're having an equal number of turns. Half the time you're going to be on your turn. So you're kind of like, eh, I'm not sure I need to, to flip that anytime soon. But when you're in a three or four, I haven't played a five-player game, but especially a five-player game, it's going to be your turn only one-fifth of the time. And so you really want to start deploying ships because the chances of you hitting on someone else's turn are much greater. And so you want some some things that will be able to trigger off of that. So it just changes the dynamic and the way you play the game. And I really like that about it. But it does it in a way that's not super complex or fiddly or daunting. So Space Base gets a big thumbs up for me. I like the variety. I like the choices. Uh, first impression is quite good. So good job, AEG. I like your products and I like the things you do. Keep it up. Hey, we'll talk to you later. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games FM is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.